thanks again, Alex. We appreciate your time. If, um, if I could, if I could jump into it, um, this is a big Alabama hotbed uh, fans, as you well know, in this area. I would say probably Alabama and University of Florida uh, fans would be the majority of the fans. Uh, there's certainly a lot of FSU fans and LSU fans and that type thing, but huge, huge Alabama base here. Um, you have watched, I'm sure, <clears throat> the spring uh, spring practices. Where do you see this football team right now at this time of the year, compared, especially compared to some other years that you've watched them, Alex? You know, I, th- I think they're in a good place. I think uh, it's it's not unlike a lot of seasons I've seen in the past where Alabama has fallen a little bit short. You can tell a different kind of energy when a team is trying to right a wrong, right? I mean, you lose in that national championship game, and, and yeah, it was, it was still a great season. I think anybody there would say that. But they felt like they left some unfinished business. And, and I think the people who returned, want to want to correct that and and it, it, you know it does help when you when you go out to practice and you see two of arguably the top five players in college football in Bryce Young at quarterback and Will Anderson at that outside linebacker edge rusher position um, they've got the building blocks to have something special and what they've done in the transfer portal I think has really kind of put them over the top getting a guy like Jameer Gibbs uh, to come over from Georgia Tech to play running back, getting a guy like Eli Ricks from LSU to play cornerback. And then uh, a big piece is, is Jermaine Burton, uh, the former Georgia receiver, led them in receptions the last two seasons uh, at that position and, and coming over and, and will help stabilize a position that I think does face the most question marks because it, it loses – uh, two of the best receivers in college football last season, and John Mechie and Jameson Williams, and also uh, Slade Bolden. So uh, Jermaine should help uh, solidify that. you got some young players you want to see develop there. Maybe JoJo Earl comes back after being injured a big chunk of last year. They have the pieces, and I think they have the, the edge right now uh, that they want to correct that national championship wrong, and, and they, they look like they're in a good place. Hey, Coach K, you there? Did we lose you? Excuse me. Excuse okay. me. Um, yeah, Alabama's always going to have some attrition problem with uh, the kids going into the National Football League and and uh, that, that primarily. And, but it sounds as though uh, they certainly compensated for uh, some of that attrition this past year uh, with, with, the, uh, with the transfer of some kids. And they had a good recruiting year despite the fact that Texas A&M supposedly had the best recruiting uh, class coming in this year. How do you see, uh, in particular, start with the SEC West, I think, toughest division of uh, conference football in the, in the country. But start with the SEC uh, West and then uh, to the uh, SEC East. And how do you see the, the conference shaking up, starting with the West, Alex? Yeah, I, I still think Alabama is the team to beat. Uh, I think you've got some programs in, in Auburn and LSU that are still in a transition type of mode. Auburn, because they just did have so much attrition 
uh, on the coaching staff and via the transfer portal and that mess that happened where it was you know, pretty much an attempted coup on, on, on Brian Harson. Uh, there's a lot of work there to do, even though it is year two, it still feels like year one for them in that respect. And then LSU, you just wonder how far away are they because they are such a talented program. They do have a lot of really talented pieces uh, in the building. But whenever you have a regime change, Brian Kelly coming in there, how long does it take to get everybody up to speed? Are they ready to compete right away? I'm not sure that they are. And I'll tell you, there's some other interesting programs in, in the division as well. I think the Mississippi schools could play the role of spoiler in a big way. What Mississippi State can do offensively with Will Rogers coming back after an under-the-radar spectacular season last year, I think they're poised to, to beat some teams maybe we're not expecting. Ole Miss, yeah, they lost a lot <laughs> to the NFL in the portal, but they also got a lot through the portal. Uh, and I think that that program is going to be in a really good shape. And the one team, I think, to me, that, that is in on an upward trajectory that really just – speaks to the depth of the West overall is Arkansas. That What Sam Pittman has done there in short order has been really impressive, raising the overall talent of that program through recruiting, through the transfer portal, and just through flat-out coaching and development. With K.J. Jefferson coming back, with having some pieces up front on the offensive line, I think the running game is poised to go places. I think they're a program that, that could be a thorn in a lot of people's sides. It's a very deep division, but I, I, I feel like I've been on repeat for the last decade covering college football. It's, it's Alabama and everybody else, and maybe somebody else jumps up and surprises me. I just don't know if I see it this year. Well, I couldn't agree with you more about that SEC West and your analysis there. I think it's going to be one of the more interesting years. You know, uh, people have put Texas A&M up on a pedestal uh, this year. Not sure that that is the case. I agree with you. I think Alabama is there. One of the most interesting things that you covered uh, there, Alex, and I'm glad you did, is, is Mississippi State. And we've talked about Mississippi State quite a bit on this program, primarily because they're such an enigma. Uh, people don't play that offense uh, only very seldom, most of it for once a year. So you don't uh, you don't have much experience. Your players don't <clears throat> against a, a passing game that's sophisticated. Um, it's tough to practice to get ready for them um, because you can't <clears throat> excuse me you can't do all make all of the adjustments that they do in the passing game to their routes. Uh, and and it, it happens as the play develops, depending on the coverage. So Mississippi State uh, is really, really an interesting team to follow. And they're going to beat some people. They, uh, if they win the games, they should win. Um, and then jump up and beat two or three people. And I think they won seven games last year. Uh, you know, they could they could end up being a, a a surprise team, uh, certainly. And I agree with you, Arkansas. Uh, absolutely. Pittman's done a great job out there. What about the East and overall? You know, that's surprising. Talk about surprises. Uh, Alex, that Tennessee team is 
that uh, surprised a lot of people last year. It looks like they may be on the move. Yeah, they're a team not unlike Mississippi State in that the, the speed with which they operate as an offense is so fast, it, it's very difficult to prepare for. And, and think about how, how strange that is to say in 2022 where almost everybody has some version of a no huddle. They're on another playing field in, in terms of the speed with which they operate and the stress that that puts a defense under. And, and what they're doing through recruiting, it's pretty impressive. Um, I still wonder about how they are top to bottom. I think they had a lot of attrition. Whenever you have the number of coaching changes they had over the last decade, it really it hurts your numbers in terms of depth. And in the SEC, that is the name of the game. It's can you play, win the line of scrimmage? Do you have depth? And then can you have all the other pieces that matter? I, I wonder where they are in terms of depth right now. That's the one thing holding me back. In, in terms of the East overall, it's much like the West with Alabama to me. And, and I should have talked more about Texas A&M when the West. They're the clear-cut number two team. I still have a lot of questions that, that need to be answered with that team, especially on offense. Can they be explosive consistent, consistently? But in the East, it's Georgia, and there's a clear delineation after that. And, and the most interesting program to me is one that's obviously very, very important to people around you is Florida. I, I just came from a visit down to Gainesville and got to spend some time with the program. I've gotten to see Billy Napier over the years at, at Louisiana, and he's building something there. Uh, what they're doing structurally, what they're going to do in terms of recruiting, it's all going to benefit Florida and going to make them, I believe, a contender. The question is when, right? That's a team that, that went through a, a prolonged rough patch last year. Uh, it wasn't just that you know Dan Mullen was struggling as a coach. It was that that locker room had some issues going on, and, and they've got to get that sorted out. They had attrition that came with a coaching change. They, I mean, there's a reason Billy Napier is standing up and saying, we're going to do business in the transfer portal. Come on down. Uh, they've got things they need to fix. But I'll tell you what, you go there and you watch Anthony Richardson throw the football enough, and you go, maybe they're not there top to bottom, but they got a guy at quarterback potentially who can really scare some teams. Now he's young. He, he's got to figure out the consistency piece and the, and the, the processing speed as a quarterback that it takes to play in the SEC. If he can if he can get there, he's going to be one one of the most talented quarterbacks in the SEC. I mean he's got that ability. It's it's can he get up to speed quickly? What's around him? I think they're good in the running game. Their line needs to really improve dramatically. They've got some pieces at receiver, but they need more. Um, it's a program to me in transition that's gonna be really worth watching overall because it's, it's, it's going to be a battle, as it's been for a really long time in the East, between Florida and Georgia. And the question is, how much of a head start do, does Kirby Smart and Georgia have right now? And how long does it take to catch up to that? Because, I mean, they got that thing humming right now in that. And, and with what they have with Stephen Bennett coming back uh, and, and the pieces they still have returning from that defense that did get to turn a lot of players are going to be in the NFL, Man, Georgia's going to be something to deal with. But Florida's one to me. I, I would, I will be paying careful attention to. Very interesting. You know, uh, another couple of interesting facts in that East. Uh, the attrition at Georgia was uh, tremendous. I mean, 
my gosh, they've got three defensive linemen that will probably go in the first round of the draft, and they a linebacker that is um, projected to go in the first round of the draft. That's four defensive front people to go in the first round of the draft. That's almost unheard of. Now, how they replace that, how they um, close that gap, I don't know. You're right. They, they've recruited awfully well over the years, and they have depth, and, and they'll have some good people there. I just don't know if they're talking about first-round draftees uh, filling those, those holes there. But at any rate, uh, uh, Georgia and how they handle the uh, attrition is one thing. Uh, the other, uh, the, a sneaky team in the East, uh, Alex, I think is Kentucky. I think Stoops has done a good job of coaching there in Kentucky, and they broadened the, uh, the recruiting uh, area. Kentucky has to be able to go north, south, east, and west. Uh, recruiting, uh, they 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 don't have the homegrown talent, and we've known that. They've always known that, but uh, they they get some uh, very good football players from up in Pennsylvania and Ohio, and uh, then they they go south. They get some some kids out of Florida every now and then, and and around. But Stoops has done a good job uh, up there. I think uh, probably akin to what uh, maybe not exactly the same, but. Uh, and almost as, as phenomenal as Pittman has done at uh, at Arkansas. I, I would argue the, the the track record puts him ahead of Pittman at this point. I mean, I've been talking about Mike Stoops in Kentucky, I feel like, for four years straight, just letting everybody know that that is not the Kentucky that you're used to. They, and you bring up the recruiting piece of it, specifically the state of Ohio, and what Vince Marrow and that staff, have done pulling kids out of that region um, is really remarkable. They're a talented football team top to bottom. And with Will Levis coming back at quarterback, uh, losing Liam Cohen as offense coordinator is rough, but they bring another former NFL guy in that they feel good about. Uh, That's a program that's on stable footing that is going to compete at a high level. Um, How close are they? Can they get over the hump with a team like Georgia? I don't know. I mean, they looked really good last season, and they hit a major wall when they played Georgia. The one thing I'll say about Georgia and the attrition they faced is that Kirby Smart spent uh, about a decade under Nick Saban. He knows what it looks like when you lose that amount of players every single year. And the way they develop, not just the way they recruit, the way they literally practice and develop is so those second and third team guys are getting the maximum number of reps possible. They may not appear in more than three or four games in meaningful action, but in day-to-day practice, they're, they're projecting ahead years in advance and trying to, to maximize reps. And, and that's why I think that they, when, you, when you put their recruiting in with the way that they operate as a football program, while I don't expect them to live up as a defense to last year's standard, who can? I don't think it's going to be a dramatic drop-off. I still think they're going to be a really good defense. They have a lot coming back. Uh, yeah, they lost a lot, but uh, that I'm telling you, Kirby Smart knows what he's doing, uh, especially on that side of the football. Yeah, I would agree with you totally, Alex. Uh, uh, I, I certainly would. I just think the, uh, this is going to be, you know, when we the, the teams we've talked about so far, 
that normally you don't uh, associate at the top of the conference, but the uh, the games that could be um, in peril, let's say, for, for good football teams against uh, a Mississippi State or an Arkansas or a Kentucky or a Tennessee or a Florida. Um, it's going to be an interesting year, especially in the SEC. I, I just... I think this is going to be one of those one of those years that we're going to at the end of the season, which is my God, what happened? Uh, total surprise. But at any rate, Alex, I, listen, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time. You've always been very gracious uh, uh, to us, and, and I appreciate that personally. And um, we, we, I won't keep you longer. I've kept you long enough, but I I do appreciate it. We'd love to have you back on. Uh, before the season sometime. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on.